T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Final hour fist pump time on the fan cam, Twitch, and YouTube. What are you making? A broadest joke? Oh, knuckleballs. Small hands, claws? No, knuckleballs. Oh. That's uh, that's Mike's celebration. Oh. We've been knuckleballing so hard lately since uh, like this has just been, we're, we're both pumped. So we've been knuckleballing. Sean Sharif, RJ Choppy, Smartass, Peyton, and Ryan in the back. We are live on the fan cam, Twitch, and YouTube. We're getting the knuckleball. Oh, oh, knuckleballs, Mikey. I need that hand lotion. Why did you bring in hand lotion? Did Kevin Hagelin want it? Why is it in here? Kevin has been licking his lips like he's about to take the snap from Mark Stepnoski every day <laughs> well, now. Here then, we go. Then buy him a chapstick. He's not going to put lotion no, no, on his no. lips, is he? He licks, he licks his fingers. His fingers oh, get so dry. Oh, so they dry out. I've never seen a human being do this. Maybe this is common. Auto, not auto, truckwreck.com yeah. thing. So number. he's a spit guy. You're trying to turn him into a lotion guy. Yeah, like stop licking your fingers in front of everybody because your fingers are dry. That is the weirdest thing to me that you would you would take your tongue, lick your fingers to be like, well, my fingers are dry. That just makes your fingers sticky. That's why we lick our fingers when we're pitching. We lick our fingers to get tackiness, mm. not moisture. I don't Great think point. saliva makes it sticky. I, mean, I don't think if I if I had just man, this is this is sticky lotion. This really is. Uh, yeah, I'll give you some of this, but I think if you just go saliva on there, it's not gonna stick. It'll be moi- It would be moisture over stickiness. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's not sticky. Your hands not gonna be sticky in five seconds. But I think you're wrong, Mike. That's why. Well, moisture. Maybe, you know, yeah, moisture. moisture. Grip, yeah. grip, grip. Yeah, grip and tackiness. I wet my golf club grip down every before every shot. I take <laughs> well, a towel. Ta- I take a, I take a towel, a wet towel, and I rub. How do you do? The golf club grip. Get off yeah. the, y'all don't watch this you on just, the fan cam if you have children. No, nah, he's, right yeah, he's wet towel. Oh, I just rub right. the grip. Yeah. This Thanks is so. very sticky, though. Yeah, this is... Uh, what type of lotion is this? It's Dove. It's good. It's just sticky. You know, they got, like... They have some that are really greasy. Like that... Uh, yeah. Is it not you... It's not you... It's you... 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 Cerna, you... <laughs> whatever. All right, let's Look stop. Look at Sean just, like, <laughs> smelling his hands like he's... Uh, it's Mary it's, like, it's like melted soap. <laughs> It's like melted soap on here. I'm, yeah, I'm not a fan of this stuff. This is, I've never had lotion you like this. You gotta get this. Vaseline lotion. That's the best stuff. <laughs> Mike is getting up to defend his lotion in a second. He's coming in. It's really weird, <laughs> yeah. Mike. Yeah. I don't, I mean, maybe it's really try sensitive it, try skin. Try it on. It's, it's almost like soap. I, it really is. It really is like me- a melted soap bar. Intr- oh, is it it's- soap? It's- no! Mike, my hands are drenched in this, man. 
My hands are drenching this crap. <laughs> it is. It's body wash. God dang it, Mike. I freaking, you moron. I knew you. You don't it know anything like about that. Now, look, look, I bought this yesterday at the store. Doesn't it look like lotion? Yeah, it's in a lotion. And, it, but and it's and it, it looks like a yeah. It's got the pump. I'm. It looks everything I, looks lotion to me. I had never felt lotion like this before, and now we know why. It's it's body wash. Gosh, dang it! I was sitting here stuck for ten more minutes. Well, this this bottle. If I'm on the yeah, I'm on. I'm on the fan cam yeah, there, here. There's body washes like, in it, those bottles too. I know, but it, I don't know this. I'm not. I don't have dry skin issues. <laughs> oh, oh my wow. god! Gosh, he just picked anything that looked like that. It says sensitive skin. Oh. It's Dove. I always, I know Dove makes soap too, but it, it does look very similar. Lotiony yes, bottle. It, it looks very similar in the fact that it's white. <laughs> and, and to be fair, to be fair, it is the smallest print possible where it says body wash. Can you sit in in my seat for a second while I wash my hands? You should have to take my place. Yeah, Mike, host. You're gonna get toast go, twice. We're talking about the McCarthy presser. You're perfect. Oh, oh yes. yeah. Here we go. I got I got something for you. Okay. Yeah, here we go. Peyton, I'm, here's what we're going to do. Okay. I want to play this clip. This is, uh, where was it? Kyle Brandt? No. Cut number one. Cut number one. This is cut one. This is the one where I tuned out. I completely checked out mentally after he said that they are champions. But my, my message would be this. Uh, we, we, we have established a, a, you know, a championship program. It's just not the world championship yet. Uh, we know how to win. <laughs> Uh, we know how to train to win. We have the we have the right people, um, but we have not crossed the threshold winning playoff games. And um, and it's extremely disappointing to be sitting here talking about it. Um, but you know, I, I know how to win, and and uh, we will get over that threshold. You know, I have total confidence in it, and, and that's why I'm standing here today. You you and Sarah have established a hell of a marriage. We haven't yet. gotten married yet, but you have That's established. Right. That's fair. You, you don't have the ring, but you've established a hell of a yes, marriage. We, we, we have a ring, but not the <laughs> second ring. Uh, but yeah, now listen, does he know how to win? Yeah, he won a t- championship before. This gave me UTSD. Not PTSD, right. UTSD. University of Tennessee Stress Disorder. It gave me flashbacks because our idiot coach, or two coaches ago, Butch Jones, called the Tennessee champions when they haven't won a championship at all talked about winning championships they're a champion they've they've won the biggest championship and that's a championship of life oh yeah. that yeah. sounds like john life gruden champions to me. baby that sounded like john gruden it did sound like gruden. hey did you see since since we don't have sean here have you seen the kyle brandt clip yet have you heard kyle brandt's I don't rant know about who that is. this I'm is sorry. this is you kyle brandt like a morning football do you have that one still peyton yeah no more audio guys Come oh on. okay last one he's nfl network yes listen okay. listen to kyle this is kyle brandt going off on the Cowboys end of the season. The Cowboys at this point have a quality of a new religion. And I'm talking about not a traditional one, a newfangled, modern, manufactured religion in which people buy in and they devote their time and their attention to this alleged light and truth. And in the middle of it, is a charismatic southern preacher man and he always has big plans for promises and a glorious salvation and there's these old stories of the past and these mythical figures and there's symbols and there's stars and there's this mega church edifice that they play in and there's money being pumped into it and money and money but what's missing is something called validation of faith give us something Show us why to believe. Validate our belief. Show us a miracle. Validate us. They're a false prophet. 
They're not real. How about them cowboys? What about them? What? It comes back to the same question it has for a quarter century. WWJD, what will Jerry do and do we even care? It's a fake manufactured religion that we blindly buy into and that never pays off at the end. And uh, I wish more people would start opening their eyes and seeing the real light because it doesn't exist. I understand what he's saying. We're the home of the Dallas Cowboys. If we stopped covering them, obviously that we'd get fired. Yeah, which we would. If the NFL Network covered the Dallas Cowboys the way they should be covered based off of their 28, 29 years of of being just an average NFL organization when you just look at the field and the play, Mm -hmm. then they would all get fired (laughs) for not covering them that way. Like, Dak is going to get, after his career's over, he's going to make a half a billion dollars being quarterback and being an above-average quarterback in the league, and that's going to be it. But then he's going to get $20 million to $30 million a year to sit there and talk with whoever his host is and analyze football games. Like, that's (laughs) the way that... Which I, I think it his, I think his whole Cowboys. point there is not like, don't talk about. It. I think it's just the idea of like, let's stop pretending that they're anything more than they are. Which is like they have not shown. It's twenty seven years of continuity and comfortable and run it back. Can I ask you a question about culture? Yeah. Um, with the different teams, that, so I think people either agree with me when I say this or they roll their eyes. You right. know, um, to to bring a hard ass in here, right? To to crack heads or. You know, to, to to let it be known, certain things are not acceptable. We're just not going to do it. Can you give an example of uh, the cultures that you were in where that worked, that didn't work, um, and whether you think that's applicable here? So when I was with the— And and, 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 yeah. and to the point whether that can even be done with today's athlete. I heard y'all's big Micah Parsons discussion yesterday. The whole, the whole culture thing and if it worked or not for— you. I think it's a great question. The team that I was with the longest, because I was drafted in 96, then traded after 01, was the Cleveland oh. Indians. And they had gone to the World Series in 95 and 97. Now, ultimately, they didn't win the World Series. They lost to Atlanta, and then they lost, you know, a heartbreaker to the Florida Marlins in Game 7 in 1997. Now, that was Mike Hargrove was the manager then. And I got to know him a little bit, but I never made the major leagues with him. He was teammates with my father here in Texas. So I knew him a little bit. I don't know how hard-ass he was. I think he was kind of tough from what I understand. But then they brought in the opposite. They brought in kind of Wade Phillips and Charlie Manuel, who ended up winning a World Series with the Philadelphia Phillies. But what was in the culture there was this ultimate winning. They were winning the division almost every year. Chicago won it one year that I was there from 96 to 01. I think they lost the division one time. The White Sox snuck snuck in and, and won a division one time there. But they were... Playoff successful up to not winning the World Series two out of those six years. Charlie would give the clubhouse to the guys who had been there and done that somewhat. He wasn't the greatest speaker, so he would let Travis Fryman, Ellis Burks. You know, Jim Tommy wasn't a great speaker. Kenny Lofton wasn't. Kenny Lofton was an okay speaker, but he knew like Ellis and Travis Fryman were great at it. Yeah. And so he would turn over when there needed to be a hard-ass situation, he would turn it over to the players that he knew So would that presence was still match. there. Yes, and they had been winners before. Like, I mean, let's face it. Dak never won anything at Mississippi State. He's never won anything here. I'm not trying to... It we're is what it is. They won Bobby's won, heart. champions. They won Bobby's yeah. heart. That, yeah, that's I mean, not they, easy. They're, we're, it's number, hard to win my heart. But 
who do you turn? Micah Parsons never won anything at Penn State, and obviously it's only been three years, but he's never he's never been in you know he's been in some do or die games. But that's here. where he became a lion. Yeah, I know for one year, but I just look at it and I go, who do you turn to here? Like the best you can turn to, and I don't know him as a person. Gilmore. Maybe is Gilmore. He's yeah. the only person that has actually had success in this league where you could say. Talk to me about playing in championship games and what it's like and the commitment and and the stuff. So Mike McCarthy is really the only one in that room. I'm not like a huge McCarthy fan. I think he's the Dak Prescott of coaches. He's good, not great. But but Travis Fryman and I I don't know this. It, it may be the case. Was Travis Fryman like a World Series champ? Nope. Okay. So but like I mean that's still so isn't it less so they need somebody with the world or the Super Bowl pedigree, don't they need somebody just to come there to be a motivator and a hard ass? Whether it's player, coach, whatever else, don't they need somebody to just come in there and crack skulls, essentially? Yeah, yes. what about managers, Mike, who, like, it was going to be more strict yeah. and people weren't going to love it, yeah. but you felt like it was productive. Like, that that type I'm I, talking about from no, leadership. I, I hear what you're saying, and here's the tough thing. The closest I had to that would be Buck Showalter here, but he had a young developmental team. He had Michael Young yeah. three years into his career, Mark Teixeira two years into his career. I think Hank Blaylock was two to three years. Like he had a team that he was – Alfonso Soriano had come over from the Yankees, but it was a young team. He did have Eric Young, Brian Jordan. EY. They were, they were older veteran guys on the team, but it was a very – the core of the team, the heart of the team – was a young team who's like, we'll do whatever you say. We don't know. We've barely been yeah. in the major leagues. And then the other one. Buck's great was, with young kids, like from a young team. Which was opposite is a little bit of a hard ass was Bobby Valentine. Here was the issue. And this is the tough thing about professional sports. That guy makes the least amount of money out of all of the superstar players. So when John Franco stood up in a meeting where we were struggling in August, early September, we'd kind of played our way out of being a playoff contender. And Bobby decided to go around the room and just start kind of airing out his grievances. And the problem was in New York, which New York media is way harder than the Dallas Cowboys. It's not even close. Yeah. New York Mets media is 10 times harder than Dallas Cowboys media. So he starts talking about whoever's talking to the media, this and that. And John Franco finally gets up, takes all the newspapers in the room, throws them, and says, you're the effing guy talking to the media the most, Bobby. And this, So all of a sudden... We have now the veteran players screaming back at the manager telling him he's not good enough. He's the one leaking all the information out of here. And, and I was like, oh, crap. And I'm 23 years old at the yep. time. And I'm thinking to myself, oh, my God. Like, I didn't know you could do this. So let's be honest. That's the tough thing about sometimes when we think about if you've made it up to, let's just say a high level, you, you, you're listening right now and you made it up to college football or college baseball or whatever it was, they're still in control and in charge. Those, those head coaches are in control and in charge of the team. You're not that in control and in charge of a professional team because they make more money than you. They get you fired. You, they can't release you. They can't cut you from the team. If Dak Prescott wanted Mike McCarthy gone, it takes one meeting with Jerry and Mike McCarthy's gone. Like, literally. So, so Dak is not, I don't want to say he's not for Mike McCarthy. I don't know. But he's definitely not against Mike McCarthy because all it takes is one meeting and Mike McCarthy's gone. Well, Mikey, thank you for the cleanest hands I've ever had. Man, these, I can't COVID. wait to go wash because my hands already feel moisturized. Go ahead. Go wash yeah, them. Go wash. Oh, look well, at that. Look how it turned in one segment. They're in favor of your uh, body wash. Well, now, I will say this. I definitely need to get lotion. I've, I just, 
Do you guys know of people who lick their fingers when they're... Steve Nash. Oh, yeah, I do. Yeah, Steve Nash, before he shoots free throws. <laughs> Quarterbacks, before they throw a pass. No I, one else. I've never seen Pitchers, it. before they make a pitch. I just don't know. Kevin is the guy who licks his fingers during the show, and it's just it's insane to me, but maybe a lot of people do it. I just don't know of other people who do it. Thank you, Mike. You will see you for Crosstalk. Mike Bassick from the G-Bag Nation. Make a noise for three seconds while I move mics to do my read. Coming up next is John Sharif with an ad. No. <laughs> it's also going to be his Tay-Tay finally Ugh. going to get canceled. Me and RJ hope not. Bobby hopes so, along with Tony Dungy and Brett Favre. Bobby Bell aligning with Brett Favre next. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Crosstalk with the KMC Masterpiece is coming up at 940. Crushed Thanks it. for being a Tolo. Turn it on, leave it on. That's what that stands for. You're talking about that you crushed the read. Yeah, that was so good. Right there. Sean Shreve, RJ Choppy with you. And I'm not looking forward to an audio clip that Bobby is sending Peyton. I'm not looking forward to this whatsoever. Just like the Tay-Tay haters are not looking forward to Patrick Mahomes possibly beating Buffalo again. Bobby, you got in the crosshairs along with Tony Dungy and Brett Favre last Yes, she weekend. sucks. She's terrible. Why? Uh, I don't know. Like, exactly. why did God, why did God make her why. terrible? I don't know she's, why God did that. She seems, I, she's a tremendous musician. I'm, yeah, I, she's Cheryl Crow if her guitar was out of tune and, like, she she's She seems terrible. like a cool girl. No, she doesn't. I don't understand why people have all these issues yep. with her and... You act like you can't watch the national. Not you, but you people. See, you know the song. I do like this song. This is one. This is one song I do like. And really? man, yeah. people just revolt when she is uh, put on television. It's the swag surf, dude. The what? The swag surf. She and Donna Kelsey were oh, doing. That looked cool. Brittany Mahomes. Okay, we go, go co- sit in the box with. Go sit in the box with the the Kelsey Swifty Sharifi. Box. I mean, box. I would if I could get invited versus looking up and seeing Chris Christie. That's it. But Tony Dungy got destroyed after going on Fox News talking about Tay-Tay. I think we'll always have sports in, in some form or fashion. Some people are 
disenchanted with it. What do you make of the Taylor Swift effect here? That's the thing that's disenchanting people with, with sports now. There's so much on the outside that come coming in, entertainment value and uh, different things as taking away from what really happens on the field. Hell yeah. You're starting to see what, uh, when we talk about that that intense outside pressure and, and all the eyeballs on you that the Cowboys have to struggle with, the Chiefs are seeing what that's like now to deal with Yoko Swift. And they're understanding, oh gosh, it is hard to win football games when there's all this outside noise and all this outside pressure. And you've got this uh, th- this Brittany Mahomes with an acoustic guitar <laughs> dancing like an aggressively yeah. white girl up is, there in the box. Is Tony, is Tony dancing like an aggressive white she girl? She did. She did. It was very, <laughs> very, Tony, very aggressive. Is Tony Dungy Bill Poley? and we I just never saw it people don't like Dungy because he's religious let's be fair mm. that's what the reason is if he wasn't religious nobody would have a problem with Tony Dungy mm. that's why mm. that's why the media doesn't like him and they, they jump on jump on his butt all the time this was a this was a wrong opinion but it wasn't offensive it's not something that Keith Oldman and Rich Eisen need to go on seven minute diatribes about yeah it's just weird like I, like okay so he doesn't want because uh, people were looking at Eminem and being like, get him off my screen. It's not he should not be close. pumping up the crowd. It's, it's, it's not even remotely close between Eminem and Taylor Swift. Eminem is, from from what we know, a lifelong Lions fan. Taylor Swift, if Travis Kelsey goes to play for the Bears tomorrow, is in a Bears jersey. Okay. It's not remotely the same. Like, this is... It's but not, there's nothing wrong with her rooting nothing hard wrong with it for at all. the guy she's dating. Nothing wrong with it at all. And the team. I have no problem with it. And I have no problem with them showing her. Um, but like, it's not an offensive opinion by Tony Dungy. It's right. not misogynistic. He just does. He, it's he, just wrong. He, he probably it's just wrong. Yeah. He probably doesn't want to see from Eminem either. I mean, some people are trying to draw a parallel. Like, I, I'm I'm tuning out for this, just like I did Kaepernick, because they're showing yeah. Taylor Swift I, on TV. I had a college roommate. One of my roommates, he would get all. He would like get up and leave the room if they showed somebody's parents in the stand. I'll, I'll be honest. I am more worn out right. by Donna he, Kelsey. He was very much like Bob. Yeah. He was very binary with his thoughts. Like, you're either right or wrong, black or white. There's no gray. Should I be non-binary? What's he doing now? Uh, Well, he was in the Navy. He went to the Navy. And then, uh, let's see, what did he do? Oh, he works for Target. Okay. He was in Minnesota. So so he went to the other side. Target. I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, yeah, I see what you did there. Brett Favre! I see what you did there. They went to the other side. Brett Favre got thrown into the mix from TMZ Sports. I think it'll be a distraction if they don't make it to the Super Bowl. You know, it's one of those things. I, it, who is not for me to say, I, you know, but if they don't win it or get to the Super Bowl, people are going to say, that's why. Okay, just based off that clip, I think Favre, this pains me to say, I think Favre got misrepresented there he's just saying it will be said he's not saying she is a problem or she is a distraction that's just hearing that clip i didn't listen to the rest of it i sent it on over to pepe so if it's out of context blame him so (laughs) there it is uh people being miserable uh hating taylor swift on their televisions and it's not her you know, fault. It's They're not, showing it's not her it's fault. Not it's her. a network it's not fault. fault. It's, it's not her even so much. See, I had this uh, discussion with uh, – I, I had this discussion with somebody in the press box on Sunday. Well, it's, it's not so much Taylor Swift. It is the, like, just psycho army behind her. That's and I, and I can't divorce her from the, those fans. It's probably like the the approach a lot of people have with the Cowboys. I can't divorce the Cowboys from those Cowboys fans and like it's probably or the Eagles from the Eagles fans. I cannot separate Beyonce and Taylor Swift from those nutty fan bases who think there's like everything she does is brilliant when in reality it's just so basic generic it's, vanilla. 
across the board. It's it, look, it's not basic. I mean, this this girl is basically pumping out hit after hit. That's I mean, you she, she is if I mean, it's, everything if, if, if she it's, does touches turns right, to gold. Right. So would we not agree that something that is so universally loved by the masses probably has to be pretty vanilla and generic that everybody eats it up? I mean, no. yeah, it I has to you don't? It has to be appealing. I'm not saying appealing to the masses. I'm not the masses love things that I mean. You can love something that's not generic. Is Morgan Wallen generic and and like like because he? I mean, everything he, every song. No, but everything is mass produced and prepackaged there with Taylor Swift. Mass produced, of course it is. It has to be. You're being a contrarian. No, I'm not. That's all. No, I didn't like that. I did not. I'm not. (laughs) Like, see your voice cracking. This is your giveaway. Yeah. Like therapy. Monday, Monday, Monday's therapy. Monday therapy. But what do Cowboy fans and Taylor Swift fans? have in common like the hype they have neither one of them mass, have won a super bowl they have massive <laughs> fan bases when you have massive fan bases sure some are going to annoy you nobody is annoyed by um the, the jacksonville jaguars fan base because there's not enough of them right because there's not enough of them to find any of them annoying let's get to rj choppy's divisional round questions for this weekend all right first one I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do whatever I can not to play that clip that Bobby sent. This Come segment. on, we gotta play. I don't want to get upset. I've, I've, I'm in a good Friday mood. I don't want to get. I don't want to get pissed off. It'll change my whole mood. What happens to Josh Allen's legacy if they lose this week? He will be called someone who can't get it done. Uh, someone who is owned by Patrick Mahomes. Someone that Stephon Diggs may turn on as soon as they go to the locker room in the post game. Uh, a you know talented but walking turnover machine. That will be his legacy, and maybe even still behind Burrow. And Burrow's going to escape after getting hurt again going into this offseason when we rank all the quarterbacks. Yeah, he might. He might escape. Uh, it could, like because the new they, Jim Kelly. If they lose thirty-one thirty, you know, and he he has his ball out game, like he, like, like that game that. That right. game that they had. Yeah, but, like, the problem is in, in 20 years, no one's going to remember the game. They're just going to remember the loss, Yeah, if which he, sucks. Man, if he loses this week, I don't even know. It's not Jim Kelly even because Kelly could at least get there. Uh, it's Dak Prescott. I mean, that, that's who it's getting loud for. I mean, I, I honestly no, don't know. Like, like, I mean, Fouts, like, it's uh, – or Breeze. Or, no, because Breeze won his. Breeze I mean, won. I, Breeze won his pretty quick, so I don't even – I don't even know. Marino? If, he, if they, because Marino at least went, if, if they lose this week, I mean, he will be, the name Dak Prescott will come up in comparison. Not well, as a comparison of, of of like overall skill or whatever, talent or whatever, but they'll talk about him in the same way, right? What's his playoff record, Josh Allen? Do we remember or no? I'll look, I'll look it up. We'll look it up. All right, Chop, next. Um, all right, who needs it more, Josh or Sean, or, or Sean McDermott? Uh, for what legacy or for their like job? If, they, if, if McDermott loses a third time to Kansas yeah. City, McDermott's job is on the line. Allen's legacy is on the line. So, which is more important? Perfectly put. I mean, well, the job's more important. Job's more important. So it's more important for McDermott. Yeah, McDermott goes to collect unemployment checks if he loses. Allen has been is five and four in the playoffs. Really? That's surprising to me. According to Stat Muse, which is never wrong apparently. Uh, all right, so that one. Outside of Allen, most pressure is on Lamar. Outside of Allen, most pressure is on Lamar. Or including Allen is the most pressure on Lamar. Oh, that's a good one. Ah, uh, I think it, I mean, it's close to being tied. Allen's one to me. Like, I, I do think Allen's above him. Why? Uh, 
because I think with Lamar, there's still enough of the discussion of like the quirkiness of Lamar's game yeah. that caused people to say like, oh, is that really sustainable? We don't know. like Alan. It's like, what is your excuse? Like, and you're home finally. Like, like you're supposed to be the prototype. Why can you not win? But the two-time MVP? Got you down. What, yeah. what, what's their difference in years played? Because Lamar's 26. They came out in the same draft. They came out in the same draft. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, who has more pressure? Who do you think, Pepe, Lamar or Josh Allen? Josh Allen. Just because I, I think, I mean, the time is now. If you can't win it now, Lamar has, he, he's got years ahead of him. I think they're the same age. They just came out in the same draft. Yeah, but I think, the, I think there's been more pressure on uh, Josh Allen and the Bills. I mean, they've picked That's more. That's crazy. Than, like, they, Lamar's a, you'd think he should be a bigger superstar, but I think I agree that Josh Allen will be put on here more if they lose. Interesting. I don't know. The sidebar to this, who's had a better, who's had a better career, Lamar or Josh Allen? Um, like who's been a better player or who has the better resume? Well, I, like I think, accolades. I, I think I think they're different. I think Josh well, is the better player and Lamar's, and Lamar's had a better career. I agree. Probably. Uh, more That's tough. More pressure to win this week. Purdy or Goff? Purdy. Agreed. Purdy, there's going to be a lot of chatter about like, oh, he's a system guy if he falls short. And he's sitting in the Ferrari. And yeah, home, Goff home. is sitting in something made by Ford. GM American made. (laughs) I think it's Purdy. I think it's Purdy too because he still has to get paid. Golf's already been paid. I do think, oddly enough, there is a little bit of, even though like his accolades are there. Like I do think there's a bit of pressure on Mahomes that like if he were to fall short and people were to start talking about the fact that like oh if it's just not all laid out in front of you you're not going to do anything. Not that he's up at the top, but I do think that there will be a narrative created. All right, another one here. Wrong. I'm always right. How far (laughs) does Green Bay have to go for us to feel different about the end of the Cowboys season? Oh, great question. Thank you. Probably pass this game. Won't. There's nothing to make me feel different about the way that team, like, just was completely unprepared. No, if they beat San Fran 40 to 10, I'll feel different. Right, for sure. 40 to 10? (laughs) Yeah. I think just beating San Fran, right? They beat San Fran. They beat San Fran. I might feel different. That's, That's a... I don't. I don't feel different at all. That team. I don't, nothing. Uh, Mike could, Mike could, uh, you know, buy you a mansion and finally get you out of the apartment. You never feel uh-huh. different. That's nothing. Would hey, no, no, no. I already live in a mansion. Okay, I just don't have the actual deed or the house, <laughs> I, but I live in a mansion. You know, in spirit. Court <laughs> of the uh, Cowboys presser. That, well done, go. NFL divisional round question C. I got through the segment without playing the clip. I'll have basket play when we come back. Crosstalk led by Mikey B is next with KMC. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. 
Why didn't he say that? All right, guys. It's the it's the crosstalk with Mike Bassick. I'm told that I have to have a topic or I will die doing this. Oh, my God. Okay. Using Kevin's soap that you almost killed us with. Sorry, it's not soap. It's body wash. Skin's itching. It's lubricant. <laughs> All right, guys. So I know that you've been very tough on Mike McCarthy's second down runs in this game. And I know, like, the game's over, but I feel like I want to be specific on these, and I'm not saying that 100% you should have passed or 100% you should have ran. But I do want to get specific on this because I think that people on Twitter, and they influence us too, I think that they've influenced you, Sean, on this second down oh, stuff. Oh, man, I'm, I'm not like – I was reading Warren Sharp stuff on second Okay, so down. Warren Sharp yes. has influenced you that these were really bad decisions to pass. So I want to be specific on this, and you say this is a horrible run play because of. Okay. RJ, help me here. All right. It's 7-0. to zero. Green Bay is taking the ball down the field very easily and scored a touchdown and ran some time off the clock. Half of the the first quarter is gone. First play, it's first down. You run for six yards with Tony Pollard. It is second and four, the first play you run. The next play you run on second and four on the 31, or sorry, the 30-yard line, and you run for one yard. That's the first second down run. Now, I'd love for... Anybody to take the floor here and say this was a pathetic decision on second and four after running for six yards to run? No, I, I don't have a, I don't have an issue with second and four. Second and four is a good down to do a lot of things. It's good down to go deep. It's good down to run. I mean, you can do a lot of things at second and four. Every play in your book at second and four is open. So the first second down we're, we're saying is not a bad decision. It's not a great decision. It's not a bad. It's there. There's multiple things to do, right. but running there yeah. wasn't a bad decision okay. after running for six yards on the first play. Is that? Fair or is that unfair? The way I think about it is, all right, I'm, I'm, I'm giving teams four yards an average for a carry. So it's like, okay. And you ran the first time for six. Yes, yeah, so fine. I can run it here for four, and I can run it two I mean, more can, times for a total of four. I can first go down. back. They The Packers were running on second down and they were getting first downs. Were those bad? I just were those bad the decisions. Uh, context context matters about who you're going up against and what kind of looks you're going up against. Well, that the was thing. The Cowboys were running into heavier boxes in okay. those situations. The first play they did run for six yards though. So okay. if, if fine, so, we'll excuse the first, right. the second down run. Third and three. It's not Dak runs for 18 yards. That's a pass play, but they run. All right. So then the next first and ten. You passed to Ferguson for no gain. So now it is second and 10. So Those I think that completion of the first quarter. So I think that this is where people would have an issue, and I'm okay with this. Rico Dowdle runs for two yards on Dallas's 49. Yeah, you're, so you're automatically, basically, you're you're automatically saying we're going to third down. Yeah. We're, that, and that's the problem that, that I can, the analytical So now you're one, one and two, right? One, one for two. One for two yeah. on, yeah. like, this was a bad decision. I agree with this. This probably wasn't the best decision to run with Rico Dowdle on second and no, ten. No, it's probably not. The, the, the argument for it would be you're setting up a third and short. Like a third – I'm sorry, sorry, third and medium. Yeah, yeah. which we'll as get a, to which, a little bit later. As opposed to throwing it, maybe get an incompletion in your third and ten, which is – that's a no. That's a nuts a no go. So okay. now it's third and eight. He doesn't run. I'm going to be on. This is my opinion. Mike McCarthy calls a perfect play. He yeah, has Ceedee Lamb in the slot, and he gets him. He gets him on a linebacker and gets him wide open for a first down. And possibly, I don't think it would have been a touchdown, but I do think after he catches the ball for six to eight yards, yards he's going to run another ten to twenty yards. So you're going to have the ball right around the twenty yard line after this play or the twenty five yard line, but. 
who messes that up? Now, I say Dak messes that up. Maybe CD should have cut a little bit more because the throw was off. No, There's not a human being in the NFL, not even Jerry Rice back in his prime, that's going to catch that ball. The throw was a bad throw. They punt. All right, so that's first possession. Next possession, after six plays and 28 yards, the Green Bay Packers punt. You're only down 7-0, to zero, so when people tell me it was all the defense, there was nothing Dak can do. <laughs> okay, so now the next possession, you start on your eight-yard line. Brandon Cooks is open not by much, by a yard. Would you agree that Brandon Cooks was open by about a yard? He had beat his guy by a yard on the deep pass that was incomplete? Sure. You have to make a perfect Ferguson, pass there. Ferguson, the, the, uh, my bigger issue there is Ferguson was wide open up the seam and Dak didn't throw it there. Okay. But it's a it's a incomplete pass okay. with a guy that's barely open. So then the next play, they run C.D. Lamb for five yards. So second and yeah. 10 on your eight, you run. Was that a bad decision to hand the ball off to C.D. Lamb for five yards? I think it's a unique play design. It's not a generic run. Like, I think you're trying to catch him off guard. That's that's one of those plays that yeah. if this was the 49ers, everybody would be saying, oh, my God, Kyle Shanahan came up with an I'm amazing I'm fine with setting up third and five. Play. Okay, so you uh, get, No, it's it's not. According to success rate, NFL success rate, that would have been a, a negative play because you're supposed to gain 70% of the right. yards to go on second down, and he got 50. So it's a bad play. Yeah, so, okay. yeah, what, like, you, you want to – you mean – what he means is you want to be less than third and three on, on third down. Now, is there anything that goes into a play, uh, a player, uh, uh, a guy calling plays, the offensive coordinator slash here, the head coach, that his quarterback looks like he's horrible to start this game? Great. Like he is, he's missed a deep ball, right. and so now I'm handing. I had a third and eight play that was going to get me 20 yards, and he couldn't throw it complete. He he threw a bad ball to Ceedee Lamb. Yeah. Now he misses to even. I didn't even know this, but to your point, he doesn't see the open tight end over the middle. He throws a deep ball and does not complete the pass. Is there anything that should go in a play caller's mind that my quarterback isn't throwing the ball well, so I'm going to try to get five to eight yards here on a run because he doesn't look comfortable and, or good to start this game. how long do you wait to make that determination? Probably more than two passes. No, because uh, – <laughs> Yeah, definitely more. Right? You, you've got you to let him – yeah, let him try and find a rhythm. Like, shoot or shoot, like, like, right? I'll tell you what's not going to work is uh, these are the second down runs. Tony Pollard minus one. Tony Pollard for one. Tony Pollard for one. Dowdle for two. Like that's not I know, but work. if you look, I'm now like this is like to me, I know that's I'm Christian, but this is reading the Bible and reading one sentence and just saying, I'm just going to read this sentence. Like, wait, why don't you read the five sentences leading up to that sentence? And then why don't you read five sentences past that sentence to see if that is the context that you're you're correctly reading it? Yeah. And, Does and that I, make sense? How so are I'm, you applying that here? Because if I look at handing the ball off to CD Lamb yeah. after Dak after making a bat, Dak doesn't see an open receiver and then doesn't hit the other guy and on that, a bomb. But how early was that? This is the second drive. Yeah, that's way too early. So he should have passed the ball and not handed it to CD well, Lamb. Well, I'm not making a determination on Dak Prescott's day on the second drive. Okay. I mean, that's All right. What, uh, that so then, and also, it. also, like, we know that like Mike didn't just call a run play on second and ten. There, there's a run pass that you, that okay. you go to the line, is that, right? Is that script? Is that part of the script still too? But there's. Every, I mean, every, you should yeah, be because you haven't ran script, a, a lot of plays. The script though is going to have. It depend on the look that you're getting, right? Like you. Can, That'd be you, like you saying you got Seager struck out on six pitches, so I'm not going to have him bat the third time. I think it's too early. Okay. My opinion. So he should have passed. So I think the y'all's opinion is that was a stupid play to hand the ball off to CD. I didn't say it was stupid. I said it's fine because it's a unique right. run that isn't just a So on third and off. five, that's where Dak throws the interception on the 19 yard line. Yeah. So now Dak is 
Dak's having a horrible first two drives. Can we agree that Dak has been horrible to pathetic to start this game? Yes. Yeah, <laughs> and, and most games, yeah. All right, so that leads to a, most playoff games. That leads oh. to a touchdown. It's 14 to 0 and you're starting the second quarter pretty much. That you're you're yeah. 50 seconds it's into over. the second quarter. It's 14 to 0. The game's not over, but it's you over. need your quarterback to wake up, yes. right? I mean, yes. at that point I think every Cowboy fan's like, "Dak, wake the f up. You can't be this bad, can you?" Right. And he's like, "Just wait." <laughs> um, oh my gosh. So now on first and 10, you run the ball for 11 yards. So you're starting off on the 14 because guess what? Little miniature party man uh, <laughs> TCU guy isn't that good. <laughs> so you start off on your 14 because he returns it to the 14. So then the first play you hand off to Tony Pollard. Now, this was a bad decision, I believe, because you handed the ball off. You ran for 11 yards. First play of the drive, you ran for 11. So this is reading the whole scripture, not just reading one play. Hand the ball for 11 yards, first down to the 25. Next play, you hand the ball off again. Stupid decision again, but you handed it off again because you're not letting your guy get in the rhythm, and you run for seven yards. It is second and three. Here's when I just read this one sentence. Second and three from the 32, Tony Pollard, right tackle to Dallas, 33 for one yard. Was that a horrible decision after running the ball twice for 18 yards? No. Don't remember what the box looked like. I mean, this all requires context. That yeah. like, why is it to, to Choppy's them. point? Why isn't your genius quarterback opting out of the run if there's eight guys in the box on I, this? I, I mean, am I sitting here saying that Dak had a great game? I don't think I've said that one time. Okay. Mike. Like, I think what we're saying is that you have 53 guys that were completely unprepared, and that when they got into the game, they were terrified of a team that was not better than them. And then when they actually got in the game and started getting their ass kicked, they quit. And ultimately, that falls on the guy who prepares you because this is three years in a row now that your season has ended with looking like you were completely unprepared or terrified to play your football game, and ultimately that comes down to the person who's at the top. I, 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 you're right. The person at the top is number to four, it. because I'll tell you one thing. <laughs> Andy Reid was... Look, if you're telling me... Hang, if you're, on, hang on. Andy Reid was resoundingly criticized for game management. All those magically went away when Patrick Mahomes came around. Look, if you are telling me magically that the quarterback and the head coach have to be linked together, get rid of Dak, too. Like, I'm, I'm dead serious, because I'll tell you this. Deal. It's not going to happen Great. with McCarthy. Deal. Okay, so go ahead. Then then we've got it. Give me a full F and reset then. Let's go. Third and two. Yes. You get the first down. A short pass to Rico Dowdle out to the flat. You get the first down. First and ten. This is where he throws the ball to CeeDee Lamb, and it looks like CeeDee Lamb doesn't see the ball, yeah, loses the ball. So now you're still not being able to pass. Well, like, crap, we can't pass the ball. NFL told him to drop it. It's all on the Second step. and what? ten. You pass the ball. So this is where he does go with the analytics. Yes. And I'm going to tell you, Dak makes the best pass of the whole game. Like, he doesn't make a better pass all game than this. He throws it over three defenders, and Ferguson jumps yeah. up and catches Great the ball catch. for 22 oh, yards. You're like, outside. yes, you're like, all right, Dak might be seeing something because he finally threw a good his first good pass of the game, and now you're first and 10 at Green Bay's 41. You hand the ball off to Brandon Cooks for six yards, so it's second and four. Is it, before we know the result, is it a bad decision to, to, to run the ball on second and four on Green Bay's 35? No. I don't think it's a bad decision. Not in my opinion. And I'm not saying it's a good decision. It's just you can do different yeah, things. I think Choppy has said you can do, on second and four, you set yourself up for success. Yeah. yeah. Good you run action. the ball for negative one. So now you're at Green Bay's 36. Uh -huh. And then Dak Prescott, who has six seconds, Ferguson is going to be open. He he quits the play, runs out, and then doesn't dump it for a, for a no play. He takes a sack, and you have to punt. So I'm not saying that Mike McCarthy's a great coach. 
I just went through the first three possessions. I don't think Mike McCarthy was your problem the first three possessions. I think your quarterback was. Second and four, I'd love to see a play-action pass. It's a great time for it. They just don't do that enough. I, I'm leaving today saying that the roster right now is my number one issue. After Michael Lombardi. Why, 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 Cognitive dissonance, baby. Why are you, why are you wrapping up the headphones? Because we're, right. we, we, we heard the music. No, when the show's not over. Yeah. Roster. Roster. Okay. Bigger problem but than Mike right if you, now. But I just want to do that for my crosstalk. If you really break down the first three possessions, and then you're down 20-0 to because then they take the ball 93 yards for a touchdown, your defense isn't playing well. But your quarterback is the worst quarterback in all of football left. Like, nobody played the first three possessions of any playoff game in all of the games that were played on Wild Card Week. Nobody played worse than Dak. Dak's a main reason you're down 20 to 0. And then he is the reason you're down 27 to 0 because in the next possession, he throws it to the other team for a pick six. Bad play call. I'll, I'll blame that one on that was a bad right. play call. They threw a pick six on that one against San Francisco also. And that was that's a that's a bad route okay. that they ran there. Then Mike McCarthy. And that's that's not that. He should have gotten rid of that. Okay, and I'm not like disagreeing that Mike McCarthy might have not had a good game, but when you go over the first three possessions, guys, they ought to bad. It's they Dak. Bad. They ought to bad. All right, yeah. coming up next, Woo! the KNC Masterpiece. We will talk about those division champion no. Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> Rangers couldn't win their division, but Dallas Cowboys could. With Jerry at 1030. No. Uh, oh. No? What? Like I say, don't, don't listen to Jerry. Watch his actions. Next on The Fan. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.